already. Thank you. I love that song, one we just sang. It just moves me every time I sing it. Does it you? Oh, my, the words of that song. Redeeming love has been my theme and shall be till I die. I love that. It was Spurgeon that said, uh, when this old poor lispering tongue lies silent in the grave. Oh, yes. I tell you what, I, sometimes I'm sorry. I'm sorry, church family. I get, I get overexcited. I have to calm down. So I don't want to get too excited. So I'm trying to be as calm as I can, okay? I'm not saying that for any other reason, but there are sometimes I know I get too excited. So pray for me. I need your prayers. And I know you get excited too. And there are times when I just can't contain it. And this morning is one of those times. I don't always do that, but this morning I've just been, my, God's been really encouraging me. And because uh, we're facing a lot these days. We are facing a lot. And uh, I don't know if you're around people all the time that are dying and been hit with bad news. It can really wear on you, okay? And you've got to stay encouraged, right? You know what I'm talking about. So uh, God knows how to encourage us. But when you're around it all the time, and then, you know, it's dealing with the emotional up and down. So God is so good to us. But uh, I want you to stay encouraged as well. And you being here, seeing you, I lifted up each one of you. And my, my, my. Hey, I want to share with you what God's got on my heart. I'm convinced, I believe it's going to really encourage you. By the way, Jim, thanks for praying for me. At 6.53, you said? I was praying for you too, my brother, <laughs> this morning. And uh, anyway, the message is entitled, The Big Picture. Can you see the big picture? The big picture. You know, sometimes we don't see the big picture. And I've been thinking about this week more so, the big picture. Because you know what? God's got the big picture in mind. There's some of us today, we can't see the big picture. We're going through things, we're facing hardships, uh, there are troubles on every side, and unless you step back, you will not see the big picture, how the Lord sees the big picture. Do you see the big picture in your life? Do you see where you're at right now, the big picture? Oh, I know it's hard to focus on anything else because we can't see the forest because of the trees. Have you ever been so close to a tree you couldn't see the forest? And I've got a feeling today there's some of us, some listening, are so close to the hardships and the problems and the setbacks and the troubles and the trials, we can't really focus on the big picture. And for that reason, I think the Lord has birthed in my heart a message entitled, Three Steps Back to See the Big Picture. And I'm convinced if we could just see the big picture, Look at your neighbor say, neighbor, do you see the big picture? It's all right. Look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor say, neighbor, do you see the big picture? 
God wants to show you the big picture today and me the big picture. I read an article yesterday and I just cried, literally. A young 13-year-old girl was sledding in Ohio. I'm sorry, 14-year-old. She evidently had an accident, bad accident, ended up in the hospital. That 14-year-old girl, according to the article, every day without fail, she'd meet her daddy on the front porch as he'd get home from work. She'd give him a great big hug. Needless to say, it was a close relationship. The daddy made his way over to the hospital this week on Wednesday. And the daddy was so heartbroken over his daughter, he died in the ER at the hospital. Less than 24 hours after that, she died. As I read that, I just cried. Tears streamed down my face. Do you ever get moved? Do you ever, are you compassionate? Either you can get hardened through all the stuff we're going through, or your heart can be softened. I've got a feeling some of us today, we've gotten hardened over all the stuff we're facing. And, and I get that way too. But today, God wants to show us the big picture. You know what? I talked with one of our dear, precious men this week, Rick Gravette. Rick has been going through tests for two weeks. He has been unsure with some physical problems he's been having. Uh, he asked me to pray for him two weeks ago. Rick called me. Well, really, I called him uh, on Tuesday of this week. I knew he was scheduled to go get the report. He said this, Brother Randy, Rick's 66 years old. He's a retired pastor and been a blessing to us. He and his wife, Pat, they had been coming out for about a year, and uh, Rick told me this. He said, Brother Randy, I didn't get good news today. I said, really? He said, nope. He said, I got stage four cancer, kidney cancer. It's now in the bloodstream, and there's not a whole lot they're telling me they can do. They suspect I've got another place in my lungs, and uh, he said, Brother Randy, I'm trusting the Lord, but he said, I'll be honest with you, I feel like pulling my hair out at times. And unless you've been hit with that bad news, don't, don't sit there and, you know, <laughs> act like it's smooth sailing all the time. How many know it, that's enough to take the wind out of anybody's sails? And no matter how spiritual we claim to be, uh, when we get hit with bad news or setbacks, see, all the stuff we're going through on Sunday is preparing us. All the messages you're hearing all the truth you're receiving is preparing you and me for stuff like this. Do you believe God knows this beforehand? Do you believe that? Do you believe he sees the big picture? I think he sees the big picture. And I think there's no doubt that the Lord knows our ways. He knows what we're going to face. Therefore, I tell you, today is going to be very, very important to see the big picture. And uh, here's where we're going. There are three steps that I think the Lord has put in my heart to give you as we look at a text today. And the first step is this, the question, why, why, why all the pressure and stress? Why are we going through? Now, now y'all can look at me today like everything's going fine and you're not under stress or pressure, but the truth be known, every one of us are. Every one of us are going through pressure and stress, and if we're honest with God, let's get honest with God today, all right? You got problems, you got issues, you're going through hard times, you got emotional roller coaster, the big picture, and I think this is so relevant to each of us. Number one, we got to ask the question, why, 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 
Why all the pressure and stress? Why is it that my family, I'm having problems in my family? Why why is it that my job is just not what I want it to be? Why is it that my health, I'm facing all of these issues? Why the pressure and stress, number one? We'll see that very clearly in this text, namely in verse 3. Now, I haven't told you where to turn yet, but I will in a moment. Secondly, not only uh, why all the pressure and stress, number two, is this, where can I find strength? Aren't you asking that question? Where can I find strength and not only strength, but sweet peace and sweet rest? Why? Because of the pressure and stress. Where can we find peace and rest? I believe, truth be known, some of you are here today because you're looking, you're needing peace and sweet rest. Can I get an amen? Yeah, some of you today, you know that you, you want to be around the people of God. You want to be around the Word of God. You need God's encouragement. How many of y'all need encouragement today? Every one of us need encouragement today. So where can I find strength? The time's going to... Now listen to me. You, right now, you might not be going through a lot of problems. You need to praise the Lord because the storms will come. Yeah, the storms... You live long enough, man born of a woman just a few days, you know... Uh, full of troubles and sparks fly upward. So, so the troubles come, the pressure comes, the stress comes with everyone. Some of us more than others. Some are facing more stress than others. But I've got good news. The Lord says, I see the big picture. Y'all don't miss this. I see the big picture. And you probably need to ask one of your family members, please tune in. You didn't get to come to church today or you didn't see... Tune in to our YouTube. I'm not trying to promote Pastor Randy, but I, my calling is to equip the saints to bless and to be used of God. So uh, you can be blessed of God. And, and so number two, where can I find strength? Strength not to have to pop pills. Can you all look at me for a moment? And not to have to drink a gallon of, of Maalox. Not, not, not to have to turn to some mind-altering drug. That's what people are doing today. They can't cope with the bad news. You know what I'm talking about. I've been there too. As a lost individual, when bad news comes, you try to forget all of your problems. You try to drown them away or pop them away or whatever you want to call it. Why? Because it's difficult to deal with the reality. And I can understand that. If I didn't have Jesus living in my heart, there I would go too. And so, but there's something about our living God that calls us for such a time. There's something about the presence and the power and the peace of God that will endure during difficult days. And I tell you, I want to tell tell the world, you're going to need God in your life. I want to tell young people, you're going to need God in your life. I want to tell you, it's not just a religion, it's a relationship. Number three, there's a third step that I think we can take back, and, and it's this, namely, Not only why the pressure and stress, where can we find peace and sweet rest? Number three, why and and how can I be blessed? How can I be blessed through this mess? Mess. Y'all look at me like, Pastor, did you say that right? Yep. Because you know, a lot of the stuff we face today, see if you'll be honest with me, a lot of the stuff you face today, we're paying bills and taxes, and I need to let your blood pressure get up a little bit. Paying bills and taxes and stuff we're facing, it can turn into mess. 
Thank you. Thank you for being honest. Thank you for being honest. We won't want to try to act spiritual today and act like we'll never get upset. Come on, talk to me. It's just us. We're Christians, but yet we face troubles and trials. So, so I need a word from God. Is there strength and rest? How can this, how can I be blessed? The big picture. Some of you are going to leave with the same worries, the same cares, the same troubles, the same anxieties you came on and you sat in the church because maybe you're not going to step back. Please take these three steps, three steps back to see the big picture. You ready for them? Turn to the book of Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. We can't see the forest for the trees. And I dare say I could give an invitation right there. Some of us, I'm convinced, beloved, there are a few of us right here this morning that you can't see the forest for the trees. You've been saying, and, and, and I don't know about you, but can I be honest with you all today? Can I be honest with you? I'm your pastor. I love you, and you love me, I hope, and I love you. Hey, look, when I'm up against these trees and I can't see the forest, you know what I do? Let's see if you do this, too. Do you ever complain? Do you ever complain? You ever whine? Do you ever, you know, and, and I don't see the big picture. My problem is I'm looking at the tree instead of the forest. And God says, son, you need to step back. I'm preaching to somebody today. I'm preaching to some mamas today that need to step back and see the big picture. I'm preaching to some daddies today that are wondering what in the world is going on with our nation and where in the world are our children and grandchildren uh, going to inherit what are they going to inherit through all this stuff? I'm preaching to some Christians today, some preachers today, pastors, deacons, Sunday school teachers that, that are dealing with all this stuff, servants of God. What, what do you do? What do you do? Well, here's what you do. You can't see the trees for the forest. And God's saying you need to step back. Romans chapter 5, and uh, let's look there. Stand to your feet if you'd like to. You know why I ask you to stand? Can I tell you why I ask you to stand? You don't have to stand reading the Bible. I read the Bible all the time sitting down. But you know in the book of Nehemiah, the Bible says they stood up when they read the Word of God. How many of you have ever read that? It's in the Bible. I like to follow the Bible, don't you? I do. That's why we ask you. There's nothing super spiritual about it. But the Scripture says in reverence to the Word of God, people stood up. And uh, by the way, <laughs> they, he read the Word for hours. <laughs> so y'all, you know, just one hour uh, is not too long. They read it for hours. You know how long? Six hours. Six hours. And the people confess their sin. That's right. Six hours. <laughs> so we're, we're not going to stay here that long. Maybe unless revival breaks out. And I pray it will. Chapter 5, verse 1. Now, in the book of Romans, Paul's writing to this church called Rome. Now, I believe it was personally established in the days of Pentecost. And this full church is comprised of Jews and Gentiles. There's a number of issues that is addressed in this doctrinal letter from this man of God, this missionary. And one of the issues is uh, the fact that man is separated from God, chapters 1, 2, and 3. We call that condemnation. Man separated, he is depraved, he cannot save himself. There's no question. Chapter 4 and 5, and this chapter 5, is dealing with the matter of God declaring us no longer guilty. Hallelujah. That's why I like that song. The blood shall never lose its power. And, and we pick up right here in chapter 5. Therefore, anytime, the way, anytime you see the word therefore, you need to ask yourself what is therefore. All right? Therefore leads back to chapter 4 and that matter of being justified. But that's not our text today. Our text is in verse 2. Uh, really, chapter 5, verse 3, verse 4, and then verse 6. But let's start in verse 1. Therefore being justified. 
Dikaiu, that means pronounced righteous, no longer guilty. Oh, bless the Lord. Therefore, being justified by faith, that's taking God at his word. That's calling those things which be not as though they were. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. Hebrews eleven six 6 says, do you really believe God? Yeah, the faith that God, Jesus, died for our sins, is buried, rose again, and whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have a reine. The word peace is a reine, that tranquility. Anybody need tranquility today? Is your mind troubled today? Hey, y'all, listen to me. Let's be honest. Hey, can I get a witness right here? Will y'all be honest? How many of you find yourself during the week, your mind racing in a thousand different directions? Yeah, I thought so. Me too. I don't understand it all. It's a lot of distractions, isn't it? And keeping our mind focused on the Lord and the things of God is really a challenge. And you know what I'm talking about. Spend, spend 30 minutes in prayer. See if you can stay 30 minutes. 15 minutes. I challenge you to spend 10 minutes in prayer without being distracted. you find yourself being really, really distracted. 10 minutes. 10 minutes without any distraction. Just get down to pray before you get up and start doing something else. 10 minutes, and I guarantee you, your mind's going to start wandering. <laughs> it's hard to stay focused these days. Hey, look, verse number uh, one says, We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we also have access by faith into this grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of our God. Look at verse three. I love this. And not only so, but we glory, we rejoice in, what's the next word? Tribulations, not singular, but plural. That's interesting. We're going to talk about that word. We glory in the ellipsis. We glory in, what does that word tribulation mean? Pressure, stress. We glory in tribulations. Do you really? Or do you whine about tribulations? Truth be known, I whine about tribulation instead of glory. Can I get an amen? You know what I'm talking about. We don't glory in tribulation, but, but you know why we don't? Because we don't see the big picture. When you see the big picture, it will cause you to step away today and say, Lord, now I see the big picture. Wait a minute, keep reading. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations, also knowing that tribulation worketh, what's the next word? Patience. Hupomane. Oh, now I'm beginning to see part of the big picture. Wait. Paul goes further, inspired by the Holy Spirit, and patience, hupomene, endurance, after this tribulation, patience, experience. The word experience is the word dokume. It literally means God is building character in us through tribulation. Somebody will say, hey, amen. Somebody will say, now I see the big picture, Lord. I couldn't see the big picture because I was so close to it. But now I see, Lord, keep reading, and patience, experience, and experience hope. Father, look at verse number uh, six before I pray. For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Love you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Here's where we're going in the text today. Number one. Number one, why all the pressure and stress? Why all the pressure and stress? I got a balloon in my hand. I think I'll blow it up.
I know what you're thinking. Preachers are full of hot air. Uh, uh, pressure, stress. We glory in... What's this word? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, we're under a lot of stress. <laughs> Here's the word, thalipsis. Look, this balloon, without air in the balloon, it's not going to expand. But when we exert air into the balloon, it increases its size. Let me say that again. The air actually creates pressure inside of this balloon. Are you with me? Do you get where I'm going with this? I don't think you really do yet. Okay. You're not quite there yet. Let me explain. Just like the stress and, let's say, pressure inside this balloon... It's meant to bring out the balloon. It's meant to expand. Wait a minute. What are you saying, Brother Pastor? You mean the Lord would allow me tribulations? We glory and you mean God would expand my life through problems? Yes, that's exactly what I mean. You mean, you mean. All the pressure and stress and tribulations I'm going through is God's way of enlarging my coast? Yes. You mean the Lord is preparing me for something greater? Oh, yes. I didn't see it that way, Pastor. I thought it was just all the devil, and I thought it was just all wrong and bad, and, 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 and I, I didn't see how anything good could come out of this expanding and putting pressure on me. But wait a minute, because you don't see the big picture, but God sees the big picture. Oh, yes. And, and, and so the Lord is not going to allow us to be a little bitty old Christian on an island by ourselves. God's got a plan. He's got a purpose. He's got a will. He's got a providential decree that when we live here on this earth, that he uh, builds us up in his word, that he makes us, watch this, more usable. How many of y'all want to be more usable? Oh, yes. Lord, I want to be more usable. I really don't want the pressure. I really would rather not have these troubles and trials. No. Tribulations work with patience. Thalipsis, pressure. And God says, but, but, but you don't see the big picture. Joseph didn't see the big picture. Moses didn't see the big picture. No, no. Peter didn't see the big picture. Jesus went to the Garden of Gethsemane. Let this cup pass from me. And there's some of us today, listen, you're saying, why am I going through all this pressure and stress? I'd rather not have a child that acts like this. I'd rather not have a boss or a job where I have to put up with all of this stuff. I'd rather not have all these physical problems uh, that I'm having to go through. And Lord, it's just too much. It's not fair. I don't see the big picture, Lord. But God is saying to us, God says, I've got a bigger plan. I've got more in store. What is it he has in store? Tribulations. Watch this. Tribulations, pressure, stress, 
the lipses, persecution, all of it. He said, tribulations worketh what? Patience. It works patience. Is there anybody here that would be honest, me included, that need a good old-fashioned dose of patience? If you don't believe that, you get in a hurry and you go to Walmart and you stand in line for an hour. You don't believe that, go to Atlanta traffic and you got to get home and do something and you're caught and there's something going on up the road and you don't get, you know, uh, just when we think, listen, beloved, just when we think we've arrived, just when we think, oh, I'm so spiritual, I can, and God will push our buttons and God will allow, listen, God will allow. I know that things happen to us. We wonder why the bad news, why the cancer report, why all of this stuff. God allows, God unknows. It's called the disease of sin. We live in a sin fallen world and there's going to be troubles. The Lord said this, in the world you should have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. And I believe, beloved, listen to me, this world is not looking for uh, Christians or believers in the living God while everything's going good for us. They're not looking at us being happy and joyful. Rather, they're watching you and me when the bottom falls out, when we're hit with the bad news because they don't know where to turn. They don't know what to do. And I can see now the big picture that sometimes God gets more glory and praise when we face hardship and adversity. He works his grace in us. He works his patience in us. The tribulation is the big picture. Then, and right then, right now, we can say, oh, praise God. I don't like what I'm going through, but I now see the big picture. Step one, you're too close to the trees to see the forest. You need to take a step back. Go ahead and take a step back right now. Take a step back right now. Take a step back right now. Step back, because you can't see the forest. I can't see the forest. I don't understand why my son or daughter or my grandchildren and all of this, and I don't understand all of that. And, and truth be known, we can act like it don't bother us deep down inside. There's a lot of people right around you, right where you're sitting, that are hurting. They're in pain. Look around you just for a minute. There's some people sitting right next to you, behind you. They're in pain. You do know that, don't you? They're hurting. They're hurting. They're in pain. And I think if ever there's a time for us to encourage each other, today is that day. But if you don't see the big picture, and I can't tell you about the big picture until God shows us the big picture. But today, have you ever heard the name Joni, or Johnny rather, Tata? Anybody know Johnny Tata? She's in a wheelchair. She's been a paralegic, uh, quadriplegic, whatever you call it, in a wheelchair for guess how long? Not two days. Not a week, 45 years. 45. Imagine how it'd be, 
hey, look, we ought to stop right there and somebody will jump up and shout, God, thank you for my health. Really, we ought to have revival right there. Are you grateful for your health? You're not, are you? <laughs> if you were, you'd stop and say, oh, God, thank you, Jesus. You know when we're grateful for our health? When something happens to our health. Talk to me. Hey, we're all that way. I'm that way. You're that way. But wait a minute. God says, step back. Johnny Tata. She just went through breast cancer. And on top of that, she's got a fractured bone. And on top of that, she's in a wheelchair. Listen to what she said. I heard her testimony last week. I've heard it before, but I just thought it would be appropriate to share it with you. A person who's living in a wheelchair has done that for 45 years. You know what she said? Don't miss this. She said, I prayed to God for healing. I really did. I prayed for healing, healing, healing. And there's nothing wrong with praying for healing. This is what she said. She said, the Lord showed me that what was more important than physical healing is spiritual healing. Man, I just had to fall to my knees right then. Do you agree with me? How many believe spiritual healing is more important than physical healing? Y'all don't really believe that, do you? Only a couple of hands went up. I know, I understand. Because our physical body, we spend billions of dollars on the outside, but the inside is more important than the outside. Our world puts focus on the outside. And we do too. We're in the world, but we're not to be of the world. For greater is he is in me than he's in the world. But the Lord Jesus puts the focus on the inside. Why? Our outer man's perishing. Our inner man's being renewed day by day. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. We're troubled on every side, yet not in distress. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, not forsaken. Stop right there. Let's make application. You mean, Lord... I've got physical problems, and, 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 and I've been praying for healing, and there's nothing wrong with that. But really, Lord, you see the bigger picture. You're wanting to bring spiritual healing in my life as much, if not more, than the physical healing in my life. And I got a feeling there's some of us that need some spiritual healing. We got problems we've had issues in the past we can't move on resentment we've got issues in our spiritual life about being faithful about being committed about breaking from bad habits about idols i mean we all deal with this every day so i suggest to you that the god sees the bigger picture number two not only step back and see uh, that why the pressure and stress but where can we find strength and rest now, notice this, and patience, experience, uh, tribulation, problems, pressure. Uh, <laughs> release the pressure, all right? Uh, pr patience, experience. I want to know. How many of y'all want to know what this word experience means? How many want to connect the dots? Okay, okay, Lord. Now I'm beginning to see a little bit of the big picture. I, I see that uh, these tribulations... Problems I'm facing, hardships and adversity and all that stuff. I see that, that, that God, you're wanting to work 
patience in me, hupomene, which means to bear under, which means to endure. And Lord, it's easy to praise you when things are going good, but, but when, when I'm under the gun, when I feel the pressure, when, when, when there's stress on my shoulders, that's when I find myself getting ill. Uh, that's when I find myself wanting to be short and blunt. Uh, that's when I find myself getting negative. Oh yeah, that's when I find myself being critical. And, and God, I, I don't see all that until some pressure gets on me. And when pressure gets on me, I really see what's on the inside. That, that in me, my flesh dwells no good thing. And you, you draw me to the cross. You bring me to a place of surrender of my heart to you. Because I recognize that it's all of your grace. And it's all of your uh, presence and power that enables me to overcome, to rise above, to be more than a conqueror. I feel like quitting, Lord. I feel like giving up, Lord. But, but there, I see now the big picture. I see that you've got a plan for me I see that you've got a purpose through all this stuff and, and I want to pass the test I want to be faithful I want to honor you I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit amen I don't want to resist the Holy Spirit I don't want to quench the Holy Spirit I see that you're breaking me I see that you're bending me I see that you're subduing my stubborn will and my hard heart and my independence and my self sufficiency. Lord, I see that all this stuff, you're molding me into your image. You're making me more like yourself. You're wanting me to sprout wings and fly like an eagle. You're causing me, Lord, to be more than a conqueror. You're wanting to get glory and honor through my troubles and trials. And so, and so I need your help. I need your strength. I need your power, Lord, to cooperate with you lest I become a stumbling block a lot of you faced a lot of problems I know the word experience is the word dokume God's saying this I, I want to make something great out of your life but as you are right now it's not working too much of me and not enough of him that's why I've got to carry you and put you in the furnace of the crucibles to refine refine all the stuff that you don't think's there it's really there it's just suppressed and it surfaces when the pressure and the heat gets on us. And so God says, but, but through this tribulation, I, I, I'm building some spiritual muscles in you. I could stop right there and shout. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! Glory! You mean, Lord, you're, you're, you're not wanting to leave me as I am? You're, you're wanting to really strengthen my faith in you? You're wanting me to be more of a blessed? Yep, that's exactly what I'm doing. And not only that, but I'm going to build some character in you, something the world doesn't really understand completely. Uh, why this prosperity, healthy, wealth, and wise, and, and uh, everything going good for you. God says, I, I, I'm going to, like my son, I didn't spare him but delivered him up for us all. I've really been reflecting on this subject, you can tell, I hope. 
Diane Hips, diagnosed with liver. Uh, what is God up to in all this, right? Have you asked that question? I have. Rick Grabet and others of you. Marcia, I mean, well, what's God up to in all this? You don't hear this a lot, do you? No, people don't really flock to hear a message like this. They'd rather hear everything's going good and you live under the sunset and you live happily hereafter. Jesus died on the cross, crucified, spit on, beaten. Really? You mean God the Father would allow His Son to go through that? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. God spared not His only Son, but He delivered Him up for us all. How shall He not free to give us all things? Oh, really? You mean God's calling me to take up a cross? That's exactly what He's called us to do. Wow. Jesus said, any man wish to follow me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross daily. He that loves his life should be, lose it. Whosoever loses his life for my sake shall find it. I'm not saying that we pass the test. I'm not saying when we're hit with the bad news, like I just mentioned these this week, how many know that sometimes it takes a long time for the dust to settle? Now, now it's one thing if you and me are standing on the outside looking in, it's another thing altogether when you're in the battle. Talk to me, Christians. Talk to me, church. You know what I'm talking about. So I'm not making light of anything. I'm just saying, Lord, what are you up to? Why all this pressure and stress? God says, well, uh, I'm permitting, I'm allowing it. I can change it. But I've got an ultimate purpose no matter what. Oh, hallelujah. Woo! Glory. Wait a minute. That tells me that nothing can happen to me as a child of God that at first does not have to go through my Father's hands. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're saying, Brother Pastor, this isn't the will of God. I understand. I know what you're thinking. God can use troubles and trials even though the devil might be behind them. All you got to do is read the book of Job. Let's get to the scripture, okay? Not our feelings, not, not, not this and that, but the word of God. Now look, God's in control. I, I know that doesn't mean that, that you know, things uh, uh, that, that were his perfect will of God, yet he, he permits it. Now quickly, and I'm almost done. How can any good come out of this mess? How can any, how can we be blessed? What about the pressure and stress? Lord, what about the pressure and stress? What about strength and rest? Okay, I see you're using it in my life and, and, and I'm having a hard time with it. I'm, I'm, I'm not there yet, Lord. And some of us need to make our way to the feet of Jesus this morning. Jim told me this. Jim, you don't mind me mentioning this. Jim said this, Daniel. He said before Betty was diagnosed with her cancer and all, I remember us talking in our men's meeting, and Jim said, you know, before all this happened, uh, you know, you think that, uh, but then all of a sudden you hit with a bombshell, and it knocks you off your feet. It takes you a while to sort through things, doesn't it? Jim just, Sister Betty went to be with the Lord. 
And it doesn't mean you're not spiritual just because you're set back. Job was. But it means this. Eventually, and y'all listen to me now. You've seen people, and I've seen people too, that have gone through troubles and trials, and they turn the other way. Forget this God business. Forget this God business. If God's going to let all this stuff happen, I'm done with God. You've, you've seen it too. I talk with people quite often. They're angry, mad. I'm not saying they shouldn't be, but I'm saying this is what happens. Listen, you can turn, I can turn one of two ways, to God or away from God. What have you decided? Are, are you going to finish faithful? Are you, are, you, are, you, are, you, are you determined? Now look, I'm done with this. I want to share with you. Anybody heard the name John Stevens Aquari? John Stevens Aquari. John Stevens Aquari was from Tanzania. And, and I'm preaching to somebody, teaching, sharing with somebody today, that you're really going through some real tough times. But, 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 but you can't quit now. Don't, don't throw in the towel yet. You've got to see the big picture. John Stevens Aquari ran in the marathon in the Mexi- Mexico City in 1968. John Stevens Aquari... As he was running in this race, uh, about halfway through the marathon, somebody bumped into him. He fell. He dislocated his leg. He fell on his shoulder. He was debilitated. He hardly could get up. He was hobbling. He couldn't even hardly keep his balance. But nonetheless, he got up and he kept going and he kept going. Everybody else had finished the race an hour And yet John Stevens Aquari was determined, hobbling and walking, and and people were wondering, quit, just stop, you're in pain. Uh, You're obviously in distress. You don't have to keep going, John Stevens Aquari. Uh, Just just let medical help, uh, let them take care of you. No, no, John Stevens Aquari kept running, and he kept running, and he kept hobbling, and finally, an hour again, after everybody had finished the race, he comes hobbling at dark in the stadium. Many people had gone, and here he comes, limping and hobbling uh, close to the finish line. The crowd that was there rose up on their feet. Uh, Here he comes to the finish line. He's got his eyes on the prize he didn't just come he wants to finish the race and he comes across the finish line there was an eruption of uh, elation of uh, uh, of cheers from the crowd the reporters came to John Stevens and quarry and said it's obviously you've dislocated your leg you're in pain you're hurting why didn't you just stop? Why didn't you just uh, quit? Why didn't you just uh, say I need some medical attention? John Stevens Aquari, he looked at that reporter. Here's what he said. He said, my country, Tanzania, did not send me 5,000 miles to come start in this race. My country sent me over here to finish the race. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed, everyone standing at their feet. How many right now say... I need to step back, Brother Pastor, and see the big picture. Yes, I'm under stress. Yes, I'm under pressure. But right now, I see how God can even use this stuff 
to work His grace in my life. I want to be clay in the potter's hand. I don't want to be a rattlesnake, snap back, be bitter, be angry. And of course, that's the natural normal response, particularly at the first when you hit with bad news. But eventually, I want to be pliable, molded in the image of Jesus Christ. If your bowed eyes are closed, how many would purpose in your heart right now, Lord, I've started in the race and I'm not finished yet, but by your grace and with your help, I want to finish the race. And I know that outside of your grace and your strength and your wisdom and your power, I can't finish this race. How many need to talk with somebody today about the big picture? How many need to step back right now and say, I can find strength right now today, right this moment, because I see now the Lord is building character, dakame, in me. It would not be established any other way.